0: Roy, just knock it on. You know something I mean, to ego puts me to number. This is everything, ain't it? This is the choice it comes down to. This is our immortality. This is the last ball you got in the back, Roy. You get this one, we're
1: disqualified. I can make it across. We'll then do it. Be the right club. the right club today.
2: Let's kick it off with a little college football. Who's your pick to win the Heisman Trophy in this very interesting 2020 I season? I don't think
1: it's even a contest. It ought to be Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's about the best football player. I think he is. Yeah, he missed a couple of games because of injury. But do you know he's lost two games in three years? I mean, how is that not the best player in college football? I know he's got an incredible supporting cast, but I'm telling you, I don't even think it should be a contest. Trevor Lawrence.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Mr. Herbstreet, amongst the several things that he's said in the last couple weeks, uh, one of the interesting ones was that You know the Heisman Trophy is it a resume or is it uh, the best player in in a season? Mm -hmm. And you know it's hard to. Here's a stat line for you, Maddie: two hundred and thirty completions out of three hundred and twenty-two attempts for seventy-one point four completion percentage. Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) Three thousand two hundred and forty-three yards. Uh 38 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 10 times sacked and a and a rating of 193.1. That's
1: unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable.
0: Uh versus um Justin Fields. One, 170 of 250 for 69.2. Is that
1: Justin Fields?
0: 24 31 yards, 20 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Who has the better season going? The first one or the second one? The first one Trevor Lawrence. Nope, the first one is Kyle Trask. Oh. The second one was Trevor Lawrence. All right. Then so give if it you, to Kyle Trask. Then. So if you look at just <laughs> if you look at just this odd season, I as a Clemson guy have to give it to Kyle Trask, I think, right now.
1: But there's you, you still mean time. This guy is gonna go through three years of incredible football and not win a Heisman Trophy. Potentially, that's, yes. That is sad. That's that's fine by me.
0: I mean it's it it is hard for anybody at Clemson of to course. win the way Dabo does it. I mean, Kyle Trask has probably played what ninety percent of every game. Yeah, he has. And Trevor right. Lawrence is lucky sometimes if he plays a half, you know. So that's kind of where it comes from. And who you know, you,
1: who are you going to draft first? Oh, yeah, exactly, I'm, I'm Trevor Lawrence.
0: Kyle Trask but that doesn't mean you win the the first pick in the NFL draft doesn't mean he automatically gets the highest. No, that, so. no, that's that's right.
2: Well, if anything, there's a lot of Heisman winners that don't have a lot of NFL success to their name.
0: Yeah, I'd rather be the other way around.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Greeny was out on Twitter. By the way, follow us on Twitter at The Golf Shop Show. And he was reading about... A conversation rolling the ball back, and the suggestion was adding spin as we think about reimagining the game of golf. What do you guys think about that idea to start limiting some of the distance? I know
1: Mark and I disagree on this, but but I think it's a good idea. But I think it's only a good idea for expert players, and I don't know how you define expert players. Uh, I don't think the average guy that's a, that that plays golf once a week needs to have the ball, um, you know go backwards just because uh, you know golf's supposed to be fun let's make the game fun let's keep the ball the way it is for the amateurs but but for the pros um something has to be done jack nicholas has been talking about this for 25 years
0: yeah lots of sports um you know the the baseball bats in in mlb are wooden in most everywhere else except a couple of like the cape cod league in massachusetts they're wooden but everywhere else they're aluminum aluminum right you know, so uh, is the NFL football and the college football the same? No, nope, slightly different, right? What other what other major sport? Hockey. In uh, in hockey, the professionals, you know, don't wear face shields, uh, even full masks. In college hockey, they do. Uh, in several lower divisions, they do. Um, but for the most part, they're using the same sticks and pucks. So there are sports where they use the same equipment and there are sports where they don't use the same equipment. Mm-hmm. The hardest part about doing anything in golf is the fact that you have so many amateurs that get into professional events. And therein lies the problem. So everybody that's qualifying for a U.S. Open, going through local and in the regional, regional qualifying right. – um, college kids that get exemptions into professional tournaments, the amateur winners and all the amateur winners that go to play in the Masters. Suddenly you're going to take them from playing potentially one golf ball or type of equipment to – what the professionals play it's going to be an oddity so i like the spin idea because if you remember when that new pro v1 x and pro v1 came out yeah. way back in what like 2 99 Probably. 2000 yeah
1: it's been the that long distances
0: yeah. really started going after that mm-hmm. before that we were we had a lot more spin and this is and the spin is he, the the it was bob friend by the way and he was talking about it. the spin problem that we have is that the driver has a distinct lack of spin, which makes it go longer and further.
1: Sure, it's like a knuckleball.
0: And it's like almost like smart ball technology yeah. because the ball understands better, much better now than when it first did. Yeah. The ball understands when you're hitting a wedge versus when you're hitting a driver. I still think maybe five or six years ago the ball didn't understand that when you were hitting a six iron that it was supposed to kind of mid-spin. And sometimes it overspun and came up short, and sometimes it Bill, underspun you, and went long. Do
1: you agree to the point that that a golf ball um, actually has a brain? I mean, it, it, understand-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does apparently because it knows what club you're hitting now. And I think they've got. I think they've done a lot better with it because, like I said before, you could hit a six iron, and one time it would under, uh, o- overspin and come up short, and the next time it would underspin and go long. I think they figured that out a little bit more. But I also think that you know Bryson, the brand. You know, if we introduced more spin, maybe his ball wouldn't go as far. But if he got it going offline, it would go, go much, much further much offline. More yeah, and I think that's where the shot make. We've lost shot making because the ball goes too straight. Yeah.
2: Mixed up major dates. We had the Masters in November, U.S. Open in September. Was it fun enough to try again, or do you want to go back to the traditional calendar?
1: Traditional dates, please. All these majors are traditional uh, by nature. Uh, You know, I I like the way it's laid out, especially now where you have the players, the PGA. I mean, the Masters, the PGA, the U.S. Open, and the British Open, all in a five-month period of time. There's nothing. There's nothing that should be changed from that.
0: Yeah, the Masters can't really move because it's either got to be, you know, April or November. Right. And November was nice. I mean, there was nice weather, but it wasn't quite the same golf course that we used to see. So.
1: Turn on that television. That one, we just not the same. By
0: the way, we've seen the unofficial fifth major in the Players Championship move around a little bit. It's been. Uh You know, in March, it's been in May. May, Mm -hmm. um, And it's kind of worked both times, just different conditions. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion now that you've got the uh, PGA Tour and the European Tour supposedly going to play a little more nicely, which is still why I think we'd lost the Open Championship because the PGA Tour kind of said, well, here's your one date Mm -hmm. an alliance. And it didn't work. So yeah, there's kind of an alliance now. So do I see a problem with maybe, you know, one year the PGA Championship's in May, the next time it's in. August or July, hey, you know what? Mix those three up a little bit. If if you need to move them around a little bit for a weather perspective, like if you want to, if you're going to go somewhere a little bit different, if you're the European Tour with the Open Championship, a little more Southern and you want to put it into a, a June timeframe, have at it, and then we can throw the U.S. Open at the end, I mean, they're kind of all interchangeable now from my perspective because you have moved the PGA Championship from last to second. Mm-hmm. So why not? Mix them up a little bit. I'm not saying throw them in like October, November, December, but well, as far throw, as, mix them up during the summer. As far as
1: the Open Championship is concerned, July and September are the best months weather-wise uh, over in Scotland, Ireland, England. Figure it out. Make it, make it fun. Speaking of
2: schedules being moved, the NFL is moving games all over the place. Do you think this opens up the door for games to be on various weeknights in the future?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they'll schedule it, Bill, but, but I, I kind of like it. The thing I didn't like is Tuesday night, I did not get the Pittsburgh game. I didn't get it. I mean, I, 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 for some reason, it was on Fox, but I was blacked out somehow, Maybe maybe who – my cable provider is or yeah because
2: it wasn't a national broadcast i think right. if you had direct tv you could have got it through the sunday ticket but otherwise we were blacked out locally
1: the, yeah so that kind of made me mad but i, I kind of like it you know the it, you know i never stay up late so i kind of taped what was the game on wednesday um baltimore the baltimore game baltimore, Dallas. yeah so i taped that and watched it when i got home from work the next day didn't know the outcome great it was a lot of fun i i like this i just don't know how they're going to schedule it um <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's potential there. I mean, you know what? I mean, you're kind of you kind of figuring out that you can throw an NFL game on any night of the week, and from a marketing perspective, it, it's going to work. Now you can charge more for commercials yeah. if you're the NFL because you know that every single one of those games is being watched by the audience. Now, it was weird because... If it's, a, if it's a regional game, they're still keeping it as a regional game just because they've had to move it. Right. So I understand. And that's for advertising. That's protecting their advertisers sure. at a local level. Yeah. But, I mean, if you roll out a schedule that has a Monday night game, a Tuesday night game, even a Wednesday night game, remember, you could just make sure that those teams get a bye the following week. So yeah. they're scheduling things that they could do. Do I like it? Eh, not necessarily. Do I think it could be coming down the pike? Certainly, because this is uh, a weird time. And like, oh, well, this kind of worked out well. Let's let's
2: continue to do it. Rapid fire before we get to Bill Bender. Was the great Peter Alice one of the best announcers of all time in golf?
1: He was the greatest announcer that came along who had a British accent at the time that he came along. I'll never forget that long putt that Nicholas made at the Masters on number 16. Penn was back right, way back right. He was down on the front left. That's the greatest putt I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> well, I
0: always liked Peter Alice when ABC had the Open Championship, and they would bring him over. Yeah. ABC would bring him over yeah. for like an hour. You know, in the he'd come, m- in come the off b- the
1: BBC broadcast in, for an it, hour yep, right. in the
0: beginning of the broadcast, yeah. and somewhere in the middle of the broadcast, he'd come over and do it, and it just seemed to elevate the whole broadcast, it, it, it did, and it Martin. just made it kind of special yeah. watching it.
1: Now, I like the guys today, too. I mean, I, I do. I like Trevor Immelman. I like all these but guys. But
0: that's just what I remember from growing up is that it was just that, oh, like, you can't wait for Peter Alice yeah. to come over because you just got the whole British feel <laughs> yeah, of that right. event. So, yeah. anyway, uh, questions brought to you by Antigua, one of the nation's leading designers of golf apparel and the distinguished Antigua brand and the official apparel company of the Golf Shop Radio Show. Order online at shop.antigua.com.